Chapter 1 of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kenrick Vizina. A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Louis Albert Banks. Chapter 1 The Characteristics of a Good Church Member. 2 Kings 10.15 Jehu was a dashing man who did things on the spur of the moment. It was touch and go with him every time. He was such a wild driver that it was a proverb in the country if a man was a little reckless with horses that he drove like Jehu. One man makes his mark in one way and one in another, and this proverb about Jehu has lasted over until our time. But there was a great deal of human nature about Jehu and this incident makes a very interesting little picture for a brief study. Jehu had been secretly anointed king and was seeking to settle himself well in the saddle of government before his enemies could get together to organize opposition to him. In this mood, he was naturally suspicious of everybody and constantly on his guard. As he drove on the road, he saw Jehonadab coming to meet him. Now, Jehonadab was a man of the highest repute for righteousness and honor. He was a quiet man who did not take much active interest in the rough politics of his time, yet he was pleased with Jehu's coming to the kingdom, and of his own accord was on his way to tell the young king so. But Jehu did not know this, and we can see him as he checks his foaming horses for a moment, throwing them back on their haunches, and looks with flashing eyes deep into the eyes of Jehanadab, seeking to read his very soul. And his words cut like a sword. Is thine heart right? as my heart is with thy heart, it is steel flashing against steel. And Jehanadab looks him back straight in the eyes, look for look, and answers, It is. Then we see the smile on Jehu's face as he bends over and stretches out his hand and cries, If it be, give me thine hand. He lifts him up into the chariot beside him, the whip cracks, and away through the dust of the highway dash the restless horses. Life may well be compared to a chariot race. It is so swift and passes away so soon, and it is proper, I think, that at a time like this we should earnestly consider some of the characteristics of a good church member. In the first place, this is supremely a matter of the heart. No man or woman ever yet fulfilled his or her obligations in the Christian church unless the heart was in it. Our religion requires the intellect, too, but the heart rules the head. Hence, the first question to ask anyone coming into the church is, Is thy heart right? Is your heart with the church? Is your sympathy and your affection there? The first thing in becoming a Christian is the giving of the heart to Christ. Wholehearted enthusiasm will atone for multitudes of blunders of the head. If you have given your heart to Christ and His church, then your hand and the personal confession of your whole life ought to follow. A good church member must, so far as possible, attend the services of his church. When Jehu was certain of Jehonadab's loyalty, he took him up into the chariot with him. He knew that Jehonadab had a good name everywhere. It wasn't a pretty name, but it stood for honor and faithful dealing and a pure life. He wanted the influence of that name and personality on his side. So if you have given your heart to Christ and He has forgiven your sins, and the church has received you into its membership and given you the right to represent it, you should honor the church by being present at its meeting and giving it everywhere all your influence. 
I have never seen a large Christian church that was not weakened by some people who gave it only casual attendance. The people whom the pastor counts on and relies upon, as a general does upon tried and veteran soldiers, are those whom he knows he can be sure will be present whenever it is possible at regular services of the church. A good church member must have a willing spirit to help. There are always some people who have to be handled with gloves at arm's length, or they get huffy or miffed about something. The late Dr. Gumbert of Boston, a good Baptist preacher, invented what he called the miff tree. Up in that old, gaunt, leafless tree, he had sitting about the glum and gruesome birds whose corns had been trodden on, or whose feelings had been hurt, or their sensitive feathers ruffled until they had flown up into the miff tree and would no longer sing in the choir, or pray in the prayer meeting, or help in the social work of the church. For your soul's sake, give the miff tree a wide berth. If anything occurs to hurt you, go at once straight to the person interested and have an understanding. Life is too short, and the great work which Christ has called you to do is far too important to allow yourself to become useless in the church on account of any little thing of that sort. Don't wait for a big office. If you could only know how much value the people are who are ready to take hold and help, if it's only to wash dishes or sell tickets, you would be grateful to be so useful in the Lord's vineyard. A good church member must be generous to share according to his ability in supporting the church. The church doesn't do much for you unless it enters into your affection sufficiently to make you willing to give of your money to help on its prosperity. A religion that stops short of a man's pocketbook hasn't got a very deep hold on him yet. Don't make the mistake of imagining that you are not under obligations to give because you are only able to give a small amount. The obligation is just as strong on you to give the 25 cents which you are able to contribute as it is on another man to give the $25 which is his rightful share. It may not look so large in the eyes of men, but we know from what Jesus said to the poor woman who cast in her two mites that it does not lose in the comparison in the eyes of our Savior. A stingy, miserly member of the church is never happy in the church. How could he be? His conscience prods him all the time. He feels so mean that he imagines everybody else is as mean as he feels. On the other hand, the most charitable, kindly, gracious, and happy spirits in the church that I have ever had anything to do with have been those who have given liberally according to their means. God loves the cheerful giver, and the love of God is the sweetest atmosphere that can pervade any man's life. A good church member holds his church and its good name and prosperity as sacred as the apple of his eye. He is always ready to stand up for it and defend it wherever he goes. He is ever seeking to bring credit to it and to so live that his own life will reflect honor upon his church. He is careful about the reputation of his brethren, knowing that in a church, as in the human body, one member cannot suffer without bringing some shadow upon all, and that on the other hand, honor cannot come to any member of the church without reflecting something of its light and glory upon all. End of chapter 1. Recording by Kenrick Vizina.